Welcome to this episode of the Sridhar Podcast. In this series for engineering grads, I want to help current students and recent grads from engineering school get more from their university degree and set them up for success in their careers after university. Every couple of weeks and for the next few months, I'm talking to tech, tech executives, startup founders, and entrepreneurs to answer questions that students in engineering school have sent me and I have curated. My guest today is Palak Desai. Palak is the director at VMware, where she leads product management for the Avi Networks product line. Palak did her undergrad in electrical engineering from India and subsequently completed her master's in computer science from the University of Southern California and has an MBA from Santa Clara University. Welcome, Palak. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sridhar, for having me on the podcast. Awesome. Thanks for being here. So, Palak, you're an engineer who went on to study further after undergrad and took the MS plus MBA route. What was your thought process when you made this decision to do an MS and then an MBA subsequently? Perfect. Yeah. So I did my undergrad in electrical, as, as you just mentioned. And, you know, while I was at undergrad, I had this curiosity of how, you know, your digital networks are powered, right, essentially. And what is the software behind the hardware? We, The focus when I was in engineering school, I must have changed by now, but was much on electrical design, machine learning, machines in general, not so much as software. So my master's degree that I wanted to pursue was in computer science. So I did an electrical plus computer science. That was the rationale behind the further progress, progression of my study. And when I finished my master's, I really had no plan to do my MBA. It was it was more of a, hey, I'm going to get into the workforce and have some very much practical knowledge of, you know, what is it to work, right? And how do my fundamentals in computer science, electrical engineering shape the products that I'm working on and building and working? So I... My initial first roles were in software engineering. I used to do software development for companies like Cisco and Juniper, right? Where I used to write software for routers and switches and things along those lines. And while I was there, I I worked for certain telco accounts and I used to be in front of the customers and they used to yell at us all day long and saying what crappy products were those. So the, the natural curiosity in me was to figure out why would you, you know, buy my product if the product is so crappy, the why behind the what and the how, that is how I generally ventured into product management. So before I even went to an MBA school, I used to work for this PM at my own free time at Juniper. I used, to, I used to volunteer my time. I used to do projects for him. I used to, you know, talk to customers for him just to understand what is it about being a PM? Like, will I like the, the role? What, what kind of exposure I'll have. And I used to love talking to customers and just understanding their pain points. So mm-hmm. that naturally drove me to A, make a career change into product management and B, get a formal education in, in business, right? To understand how do you decide to price as an example? Is it is it science or is it an art, right? So I wanted to get certain, certain of my fundamentals straight, right? As I ventured into this world of business, what are some of the you know, how do I put frameworks that I can keep in mind while I'm doing decision making? Those were the reasons why I decided to later on in my career, five years into engineering, decided to go into a business program. Awesome. It sounds like you were very clear headed from the undergrad to the master's part. And also after that, you know, in terms of an MBA being uh, giving you the frameworks for, for uh, you know, uh, subsequent uh, career in product management. What if I'm a student who's not as clear-headed as you were? I definitely wasn't this clear-headed, Palak, I'll I'll admit. You know, for example, if if an undergrad student today is trying to decide between the options of working right after undergrad or studying further like you did, or even starting a business as seems to be, you know, the case more and more these days, is there a framework that the student can use while making such a decision? I mean, it is deeply personal to some level, right? And it's deeply to the point of how much risk you are willing to take and early on my advice to to students would be take risk experiment try different things right 
where i what i did and what i regret not doing is experimenting more right mm-hmm. you you if you if you feel that hey you know what i've just finished my bachelor's and i want to get into the workforce and see what it is like to work because what you learn in school and the practicality of it is quite different you will be creating products at scale versus that scale is never taught to you at school right mm-hmm. performance may be taught to you but scale like pro- running products at scale creating software at scale you know making sure that your software can scale to millions and thousands of users if you're say for example working for google or if you're writing a software for a company like cisco then you're powering the internet for so many users right so many of underlying things are not taught to you in school that you only get via industry experience so if you feel that okay i've gotten four years worth of uh, engineering degree and i understand the basics and the fundamentals now i want to see them play out in the actual workforce and actual products and bring customer delight if that's your goal and that's what motivates you go for it like work for two years and you will get this breadth of knowledge that then you can apply it to certain master's principles and get the framework from your master's degree or if you feel that you have this this you know really really good idea right and you know that uh, your idea is going to work out or even if it doesn't work out right if you have this this passion for a thing that you want to bring to the market and you have this uh, you have figured out an unmet need and you want to experiment in in that area go for it create your own startup you may fail you may succeed right but it's all part of that process that journey what i have learned in this 15 years that i've worked is it's it's more about the journey rather than the outcome the outcome will come right you know you'll get to it you'll you'll pivot as you go along along your path whatever that may be whether it's getting a job in google or facebook or any other company or starting your own company you're going to make certain changes and decisions along the way to getting to that to that final outcome but along the way you're going to, you're going to learn so many different things so it's about the journey rather than just the outcome and as for me it was it was as i've navigated my different options within my career that's been about the journey makes sense makes sense so what i'm taking away from what you're saying is be willing to experiment until you find out what is it that excites you and what is it that you're good at i think that that seems to be the key theme that i'm hearing here yeah absolutely okay cool uh, how active palak were you in extracurricular stuff while you were in undergrad or possibly even grad school you know students look for opportunities to improve their soft skills such as speaking professional writing their communication skills and so on do you have some suggestions on how they could go about doing this so i in my undergrad i was very active in certain leadership aspects so arranging for committees arranging for programs and organization you know getting folks rallying folks to participate getting attendance those are some of the things that i used to be very very active in mm-hmm. if you and in my grad school i really really ran out of time to be very honest what i used to be active in is to i made a switch from uh, electrical to computer science so what i used to be very active in active in how can i improve my coding skills so i i remember going through usc uh, all the labs computer science labs bioengineering labs and asking them if they have some coding project that i could take up for them right and even when i did my internship i would i i remember i did my internship with hp in the normal 40 hours and party after 40 hours i would i would work for 80 hours just to kind of improve my coding skills right because i was making the shift and a few few of the languages were never naturally talked to me in in undergrad so it really depends like if you feel that you know communication is 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 key and you know you want to hone in your leadership uh, um, skills you can always get into this organize organizing committees or trying to you know organize certain events at school if english is a barrier and you want to become fluent at speaking toastmasters is one such example or even practicing with your colleagues and friends right i would i remember when i moved into product management mm-hmm. 
one key aspect of product management is presenting. You present to customers all day long. Initially on moving from engineering to product management, I was always obviously nervous and speaking in front of customers. How will they, will, will the message resonate with them? Will I be clear, crisp, concise, right? That would be the thing. So I used to practice in front of a mirror, in front of my friends, in front of anyone and everyone who would listen to me speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you find an audience, right? right so right. if so find what is it that you want to hone in and then figure out how you can sort of hone in. So to answer your question, yes, I used to be active in a lot of activities in undergrad, mm-hmm. not so much in master's because in master's, I was teaching myself computer science, both undergrad and master's. Like, so I remember taking advanced algorithms courses and then the day before the course, I would actually take an undergrad book and read the undergrad concepts and then go to the advanced course. So I was like self-teaching myself like two degrees at one time. And I was really <laughs> lack of sleep and lack of time. Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, great, great, uh, great points, Palak. I think what I'm hearing you say is you were doing things at undergrad, which you were not uh, you know, good at, but you were finding opportunities to practice that more and more with people with a sort of a friendly audience, so to speak, right? Uh, people who would not judge you and whatnot, but in the process, you were getting better at it. And of course, at master's, you were super pressed for time. So you only had time for academics. Uh, great yeah, point. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And, and if I were to redo my master's, I would say I would, I would take it slow. So I finished my master's in a year and a half. Again, I had this, this urgency to get into what is it to create products and write software and, and really get into the real life real world use cases and scenarios. So I finished my master's in a year and a half. I don't recommend people should do that because then you are just constantly, you know, trying to take as many courses and quickly trying to move on to the next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than that, I would t- take your time, sink in, get all the information, take some extra courses if, if you so feel like, and then move on to, you know, to your workforce. Got it. Got it. Makes sense. So let's say I'm an undergrad student and mm-hmm. doing a bunch of things while I'm at university. You know, I actively work on projects and, and my coursework. I participate in competitions. I'm helping friends maybe market their online business. I'm active in sports and performing arts. I do all of these because it's fun, right? Yeah. Uh, but how do I find what is my specialization in the sense, what are the skills that I should really get much better at? I'm, I'm sort of, I, I never, let me put it this way. If I'm a student who did not, you know, spend a lot of time thinking about the bachelor's, um, the, the coursework that I, that, I, that I chose, right? How would I find out what I should be really doing that's valuable? Do you have some thoughts yeah, on that? Absolutely. So I'll give you my example, right? And I'll, I'll try to answer this question a little differently. I come from a very diverse background. What I mean by that is my parents, all educated, they my dad is a PhD from University. My mom's a doctor. She did it from Nair. And my sister did architecture and I became an engineer. So you can see within the four of us, we have pretty much covered a lot of degrees that one can have. Right. And when I was growing up, my mom really wanted me to become a doctor. She wanted me to follow her footsteps. Now, I was academically always very, very, very good. Right. So I could do biology. I could do math and I could do physics. I could do them all three. I would do comparable in terms of grades. Right. But did I wake up every morning trying to understand the human anatomy? Not really. Did I wake up every day trying to solve a physics problem? Absolutely, yes. Right. What is it that drives you? What is where you find your passion, where you get up every morning and say, yes, I'm going to do this today. Right. And this is going to really, really excite me. And then you try to hone in your skills. So I ended up taking engineering independent of what my mother wanted me to do. She really wanted me to get into med school and I would have gotten, I had the grades to get there. Mm-hmm. But I was, I tried in engineering school, very different from what my parents did, because that's where I found my analytical brain being used the most. And that is what I enjoyed. And I you know it came naturally to me. 
20 march like if you are doing many things awesome that's great it's always good to experiment because that's where you will see where you are really really good at mm-hmm. and once you find what drives you what motivates you to get up every morning and do that over and over again try mm-hmm. to hone in and try to polish up your skills in that into things that you are very good at and it will be enjoyable to you makes sense makes sense okay cool um this is a question that a young lady from uh, from alma mater actually sent in uh she says uh, she hears it's a good idea to have a five year plan uh, for my career but as a current student she is a little unsure about how to connect the dots between where she is now and where she wants to be five years from now so is it even a good idea to have a five year plan and if the answer is yes how should she go about doing it i i mean depending on the stage in your career i don't really believe in five year plans right i mean things are so lucid your environment is so lucid like things are fluid You, you can't have such rigid five year plans and stick to it you have to adapt with your ever going ever changing circumstances it's like losing weight if you want to lose weight can you say i'm going to lose 30 pounds you start with a 5 pound goal and then you move on from there so if you're a student i would say again make a plan for yourself for the next 6 months it could be excelling at blog courses or it could be hey i want to find an internship and just going at it like i mean what would your five year plan even look like right it's, it's so far out there make small goals and that small goals will actually pave the path for your for the next five years then you answer of making a yearly plan you may make a three year plan right mm-hmm. and then see how that three year plan shapes the plan for the next five years because your experiences will also change the way you approach things and the things that you do in your in your work in your school and other other environments right so let those experiences speak to you rather than being so rigid as to okay i have a five year plan within the five year i'm going to become a senior pm or i'm going to become a senior software engineer and for that i'm constantly chasing and in that in in chasing you are not enjoying what you are doing or you're not giving it your full best makes sense makes sense so you're saying shoot for something that's a little uh, smaller in in uh, you know in time horizon rather than something that's so far out there okay, okay. makes sense Uh, are there specific courses or topics from your engineering and uh, mba coursework that you really find useful in your work every day you know put another way can you list some courses or subjects that you think all students uh, it's important it's super important for all students to learn well while they are in university yeah absolutely so from my masters standpoint i would certainly say operating systems algorithms i i was a network savant so i i networking courses the base fundamentals on which you build anything that you should always master so algorithms data structures i have those books even today i try to write a linked list and reverse it even today just to see if i have sanity around the things that i learned back in school right and those are things that will carry on forward and you may not necessarily understand how we are applying algorithms but you're always thinking about problems in a very analytical fashion and this is where your algorithms your data structures your the base fundamentals would taken and come into play and that you should always have them nailed down 200%. Mm-hmm. Um uh, in terms of my business school I did a lot of pricing and packaging and market go to market strategy and those are the courses again uh, you don't necessarily pin down the frameworks and okay if I'm poised with such a situation most of the cases you are never going to go to the framework but you're using the framework in one way or the other. although you're not calling it the frame framework right so for example if you're trying to do uh product management new product introduction there variety of circles method right how do you figure out what is the customer need and prioritize and what not you're not going to sit down and write down this is my framework and i'm this is how i'm going to you know in each bucket this is what i'm going to do but 
when thinking about the problem, you are naturally going to apply the learnings that you have had, right? So certain base go-to-market strategy, if you're if you're into the business side of the house or you want to pivot into business side of the house, I would say strategy, go-to-market strategy, um, pricing, packaging, uh, product uh, evolution, uh, those are some of the things, courses that you should, you should think about. And again, it varies from a B2B versus a B2B, a B2C space, what my experience has been in mostly in B2B. So this are the courses re- relevant to more B2B uh, kind of businesses. Great, great. That's, a, that's an awesome list. I think that'll be super helpful, Palak. Thank you. Mo- moving on from college and, and, and university, um, let's focus on people, uh, young professionals who are at an early stage of their career, right? <laughs> What are your thoughts about money at this stage in one's career? In your case specifically, did you save your invest your earnings? And again, I want to add a note to the audience here. Please remember this is not financial advice and do your own research. But I would love to hear, Palak, from you how, how what your thoughts were about money early in your career. Yeah, so I'm not, I, I would be upfront and say I'm not a big spender. I am in fact on the other side where I do not like shopping. It is it is an anomaly, but that's really the fact. Uh, so as a result of that, and I'm a lazy shopper, right? So if I could go into a store and just buy something and just be done with it, that's the way I prefer versus, hey, let me browse 10 different you know, websites and find the best sale and buy, find the best value for money. That's absolutely not me because I think it's an absolute waste of time. That's my personal take. So as a result of the way I function, I did save and I did invest. And, you know, we bought a house pretty early on. So that was investment that has seen some fruition uh, as the market has boomed and we invested in the stock market and other things. I think saving is critical because then it gives you the ability to make some moves in your career that you wouldn't have done otherwise. As an example, if you want to quit your job and start a business, if you have your cushion cash to rely on, the business can go, you know, anyways, right? If you want to take the risk and if you have the cushion cash to rely on, then that gives you that much more flexibility to do all those moves anytime in your career versus worrying about cash. But if you are uh, if you are one of those, if you're just, okay, I get my paycheck and t- tomorrow I'm going to go buy a Ferrari, then awesome, have a good, like, you know, it's a good drive, but then you may not necessarily have that cushion cash to do something extremely exciting, but that may need you to take a pay cut or need you to let go of certain cash that is absolutely required for your lifestyle. But that's just my philosophy again. Makes sense, makes sense. I think I think I can agree with a lot of what you're saying. So I expect that uh, we're probably coming to the last uh, couple of questions. I expect that students listening to, to this or viewing this podcast will have a lot of follow-up questions they want to ask you, right? Assuming I find a you know a scalable way that I can get these questions to you later via email or something uh, similar, and, and I'll put you know uh, instructions on how to do this in the in the comments below this video. Are there specific topics or areas for these questions that you have a preference or an interest in answering if they come from the students? Absolutely. Anything on the side of business and technology, please shoot them my way. Um, you know, B2B businesses, um, networking, infrastructure, technology. I have a variety of interests in all of infrastructure. I've done compute uh, and networking, portfolio products, and engineering and product management capacity for a very, very long time. And, and of course, if you need advice on careers, how to navigate, what to do, if you know, I've done this for a very long time and I want to make a shift into something else, how do I navigate all of this? If there are questions, I'm always happy to help. Awesome. Thank you, Palak. I think I also remember that you you mentor as part of your regular work, you mentor a lot of PMs in your organization as well. If I, remember. I, I do, I do. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Thank you. So finally, let's have some fun with some rapid fire questions. Uh, you know, 
name one book or tv show that changed your think- thinking significantly oh um uh shoe dog is one book creativity is another tv shows um i'm watching the ted lasso show right now it's amazingly funny <laughs> it's very very it changes your thinking around positivity awesome i haven't heard those two books that you mentioned the, the first one was shoe dog did you say yeah sure it's it's around nike now i'm not very very good with uh, names so i can't forget i forget the name of the author i will actually send it to you but it's around how nike was built and the troubles that they had to go through as they were scaling the business and creativity is around i think it's pixar oh pixar exactly i think i've heard about that one i think yeah. it's ed catman's book if i remember correctly it's ed catman's book yes awesome. and i'm bad with names so i always always forget the names but yeah those are the that once cool cool yeah. what was your best career move and your biggest career mistake my best career move was moving to a startup uh in 2012 i i the startup failed but oh man i learned quite a bit quite a bit mm-hmm. through that failure and my biggest mistakes were not taking enough chances early on i i should have experimented more i'm still experimenting right now but you know the sooner the better yeah awesome makes sense And finally if you could tell your 20 year old self one sentence today what would it be Oh if i were to go back in time it would be it's about the journey not the end result i i you know you will learn always along the way so forget about the end result whatever that may be enjoy the journey Awesome Palak fantastic talking to you today and thanks for joining i really appreciate you taking the time Likewise thank you Shridhar for inviting me and best of luck with your pod Thank you